This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army says it's rapidly moving toward an era where all of its weapons, systems, and sensors not only communicate with one another, but also work together to help make decisions on the battlefield. The service proved out some of these concepts behind what it calls Project Convergence at a demonstration in the Arizona desert this past summer. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more on what the Army learned and what leaders hope to do in future events. Over five weeks in August and September at Yuma Proving Ground, the Army took the set of tactical networking equipment it's already deploying to soldiers and combined it with stacks of artificial intelligence technologies, new commercial satellite capabilities, and other technologies that are designed to fuse together sensor data from multiple different domains, ground, air, and space. For the first go-round, officials say they were pleasantly surprised with how the exercise turned out. Dr. Doug Maddy, the director of the Army Artificial Intelligence Task Force, says until last month, many of the Army's ideas about AI and multi-domain operations were really just conceptual. Project Convergence gave us the window by which we could not only see but experience um, that progression that I described, which is going from data fusion to system collaboration to to cross-functional synergy. And then with PC-21, when we bring in uh, significantly more uh, joint partners, that's when that's when we'll actually be able to achieve convergence. Among the technologies the Army demonstrated, Project Titan, a ground-based system that brings together data from sensors on the ground, in the air, and in space to generate targeting information. That information was then fed into another AI algorithm called Firestorm, which is designed to identify enemy targets and determine which weapon system or shooter would be most effective against it. Maddie says that doesn't mean machines have the ability to fire weapons on their own. Consistent with DOD's AI ethical principles, the military will have a human in the loop at all times. But Project Convergence showed it is possible to reduce the time it takes to move accurate targeting data from sensor to shooter from 20 minutes to 20 seconds. But we also reduced the touch time of the individual where he or she was only brought in at that critical point where there was human-in-the-loop requirements. So rather than watching the entire kill chain kind of evolve over those minutes, they could, uh, for example, in one instance, you know, once a target was classified as a threat, that information, not all the data, but the information along with a thumbnail was provided to the operator for the common operating picture. And so by merely touching the icon, a thumbnail was available for them to look at and make that verification and then take that next step to classify it as a threat or leave it as something to be observed as unknown. And so those are all integrated in terms of how the AI stack works together, ensuring those ethical properties are managed effectively. The Army says Project Convergence also provides a stepping stone to DOD's larger vision of Joint All-Domain Command and Control, or JADC2, which aims to network systems together across each of the military services. To that end, the Air Force, Marine Corps, and Navy have each agreed to participate in next year's demonstration. Brigadier General Ross Kaufman is director of the Army's Next Generation Combat Vehicle Cross-Functional Team. So this year, you know, we demonstrated the ability to uh, talk from F-35s and Ospreys to uh, ground forces and uh, pass ground-sense targets to aircraft and aircraft-sense targets to ground uh, vectors. That was the first step. The, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marine Corps, they are all in uh, for Project Convergence 21. And what we've asked them to do is come back to us uh, in the coming weeks of what sensors and what shooters they would like to integrate into this uh, event. We did not specifically ask 
for specific capability. What we asked for uh, was those and those shooters uh, that they want to integrate into the joint kill whip. So we don't have an exact list today, but uh, that that's coming in the next few weeks. And in 2022, the Army plans to start incorporating international partners into the demonstration. The Army's already been deploying upgrades to its tactical network for the past several years, adding new capabilities each year as capability sets. Brigadier General Robert Collins, the Program Executive Officer for Command, Control, and Communications Tactical, says some of the experiments the Army ran as part of this year's Project Convergence tested the network architecture to its limits. And I would specifically say as you start to go from manned to unmanned and unmanned to unmanned, there are elements within the air tier within the sense capability, you know, traditionally some of those sense capability had their own data links. And now as we align that within the, the ground domain mesh, we have to take that into consideration. There's also control traffic that gets exchanged as, you know, the aerial, aerial tier in, in the relay, you know, changes routing configurations. That's another thing that we have to make sure we can throttle. So I, I probably one of the main areas that we learned is, you know, as we extend the ground domain and we bring in the air tier and as we move that that uh, sensor data across the network, you know, how do we throttle, how do we tailor, and how do we balance that? Another lesson from Project Convergence, if AI and machine learning algorithms are handling much of the data analysis that has to be done by humans today, the Army can drastically reduce the amount of raw data it's moving across its tactical network. Again, Brigadier General Ross Kaufman. We have to take an appetite suppressant on the amount we absolutely need versus want on the network. You don't need streaming video at all times. With the algorithmic solutions that are identifying enemy vehicles, those elements necessary to call for fire is really all you need. So think of a tweet rather than a video over the network. All too often we want everything. We want the entire Swiss Army knife all at once when maybe all we need is the knife and the magnifying glass. We learned that we are capable of executing with just the required information. Kaufman says minimizing the amount of data the Army's transmitting also reduces the chance that an enemy could find U.S. forces by spotting their radio signatures or target those radio emissions via electronic warfare. We understand that there will be an EW threat uh, to anything that's emitting. And the first step is we have to see ourselves and fully understand when and where on the battlefield we are admitting and to what degree and from where that can be detected. Because you can operate with a low probability of detect and emit uh, from several platforms. But once you're within the range of enemy sensors, then you have to be extremely disciplined on what is emitting and ensure that it's for a specific purpose that you decide. It's just not emitting because that's what it was programmed to do. We knew that going into it, and we applied many of those solutions during PC20. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.